0: Today, is also sacrificed Sunday, and this Sunday, I'll uh, sacrifice Sunday. Offering is going to help our partner church First Baptist web as they're trying to upgrade their internet capabilities and their presence online. And so, there are two um, there are two um, plates here on the steps. So, at this time, we're so glad to have Zane with us today, and he uh, just flew in from. New and boy, we're glad to have him. So, as he begins the delay, which is just come and bring your offerings to the delay or the
1: sacrifices of like the
0: fire ranch, and he's going to tell us some about that, and he's going to tell us a lot about the Word of God next um, on the 14th in the morning, and then at 6 o'clock that evening, we're going to have a gathering of men. Now men, listen, this is just for you, just for you. Well, we want you to, there's just a couple sign-up sheets out on the front, on the uh, welcome desk. If you, before you leave here today, please sign that up. It's going to be like grilling really hot dogs and hamburgers and that kind of thing, at 6 o'clock and said I going to speak just a yes minute. To launch a man's ministry that we've thought about and prayed for for a long time. Don't miss this meeting. This is something just for you. It's not going to be a one-time thing. It's going to be something we're going to um, launch a ministry with. Don't forget that. Today at 4, there is a mom Team meeting down in the conference room I assume. And so we'll look forward to seeing uh, you all there. Now, as we turn our attention toward worship this morning, I want to ask you something. What do you cherish most in the world? What is it that floats your boat like nothing else? For those of us who are captured by His grace and who are the redeemed of God, it should be our relationship with Him. Our relationship. And the fact that we have, have fellowship with him every moment, every day, it's not for a Christian just a pie in the sky and by when we die. It is every day, every moment. And there's not a greater symbol of the love of Christ than the overwhelming of the cross. So we pray and think about that as the choir speaks.
2: Good morning. Good to see everybody here this morning. We hope that you've had a great time together with the Lord and His family. I uh, know I'm not Ken. Ken's on vacation this week, and so I need to keep him in the prayers. I think, he, I think he's eating his vacation. I'm not sure. Uh, I think he left last Sunday, and maybe he's coming back sometime today or tomorrow. I don't know. But he texted me this morning telling me he was praying for me. and... And I'm looking forward to seeing what God has in store for us today. It's like- 57 so i've been doing it for almost 50 years now you just think about how many Lord suburbs you've protected it, 10 enough. and sometimes you can do
3: something for such a lengthy amount of time you sort of lose the emphasis of it or the importance of it and that's what i
1: want us to do today
2: is to be mindful of what we're about to do and to actually prepare for it so i'm going to encourage you today to take the bible and i want you to turn if you would, to 1
1: Corinthians chapter 11. And the passage that we're going to look at is beginning with verse 23. Paul is writing this to the
2: Corinthian church because they were taking advantage of the table. They actually were excluding some people. And they got out of hand. See, they, they lost the emphasis of it, they lost the importance of it. And sometimes we take this this meal
1: and we will talk about this meals even further after
2: we read this passage but and they just didn't see the importance of this is important, this, meal is important. It says, this is important in the life of the church this is it. and in the life of this church in you know, you, particular of the spring Baptist church at this time in the history of this church this meal means a lot and we to get into that But I want you to stand in reverence to God's Word this morning. In 1 Corinthians 11, beginning in verse 23, it says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus Christ on the same night in which He was betrayed, took the bread, and when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, Take ye, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this time. Father, we're so thankful, Lord, that we are invited to a meal today. A meal that means everything to us who call you Lord, who call you our Savior, who call you our Father, We're thankful, Father, for this invitation. It cost you everything, Lord. It cost you so much to prepare this meal for us. And let us never forget, and may we always be mindful, Lord, of the price that was paid for this meal that we're about to partake of. Lord, I thank you for each person here today. They could have been in somewhere else. But, Father, you invited them and they came. And I pray that today that they will partake this meal in a worthy man, And in a manner that will glorify your name. The Lord that will glorify not only your name, but the Lord that will draw us closest to you and to each other by partaking of this meal. And Father, we we'll want praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. May we be seated. Have you ever stopped the wonder to wonder or think about what the Lord's Supper is all about. It's a simple ceremony. It, it can take all of five minutes. I, I got to talk to the youth today and I was telling them of an experience I had at North Greenville University. Uh, when I went there, I didn't go there. I, I, I was just up there to see David Meese. I don't know if y'all know David but he's a contemporary Christian singer and he did an awesome concert that night. And and a friend of mine invited me up to, to, to see David Mees, and afterwards they said, we're going up to, I think, Glass Mountain, I think that's what it was, Glassy Mountain, and now in the weekend, I, I thought I was already in the mountains, in North Greenville, but they said, no, we've got to go to this other mountain, and, and they said, and we got up there, and you could see all uh, the lights, it was just, just beautiful, the stars, and everything, it just a beautiful evening, and we got up there, and we just, or, you know just Actually, it was almost like a worship service. How beautiful God had just provided this scenery for us to see. And folks, it's awesome to worship God when you're not in church, ain't it? When you're just out and about. Well, let me tell you somebody know, brought Coke. Just Coke. And somebody brought some Doritos. And guess what we did? This wasn't my idea. I like this. This is thoughtful. I said, let's do a little supper and guess what? The, the, the Doritos represented what? The body. Coke represented Did we have the Lord's Supper that night? I was there when did. Blew my mind. I've always in your sitting, and I always had the little cup, and I always had the little wafer, and that just blew my mind that you can do the Lord's Supper. We didn't even have a preacher in a And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But it was such a beautiful experience where we were mindful of what was paid for for our sins and reminded. And let me tell you, sometimes fathers, you can do that with your families. You can do this with your families. Bring your family together and say, man, we're going to do the Lord's We're going to have a Thanksgiving meal coming up. Man, I hope God will move in into you and say, you lead in this. You, you, you do the Lord's Supper with your own family. I take you, that would be a great experience. I'm just throwing things out there. I hope it sticks with some of mine. But the Lord's Supper is a really strange thing. You take a little wafer, they don't taste that good, do they? I'll be mean, honest with you, when I was growing up, they used to break up the crackers. Salty crackers. I'm really for the crackers. I like salty crackers. But it doesn't really matter, really. But when you're speaking up here, you have to take one of those little wafers in your mouth, and then have to speak. That's a, a fun experience. But sometimes they get lodged in places in your mouth, and you still have to talk. So it's a little strange experience to take a little waiver, the God will command you to take a waiver and then take, a, take some juice or wine and, and drink that. Just, it, it doesn't take that long to do that, but it's very important. I like to have fun with it, but I don't want to dis- disrespect it because it's worthy of, of doing and to remember because it's an act of obedience. I want you to notice in this passage of scriptures that we looked at this morning. Paul is actually dealing with the church that was taking advantage of this. There were, some are saying, we're having this meal, and nobody, some people come and they don't bring anything, and they sort of just lost all meaning of what it meant, like Jesus commanded up in the upper room whenever he, he, right before he was to be crucified, shared this with his disciples. And so we need to be mindful of we to look back that this broken bread that the Talk about reminds us of the body of Christ. It reminds us of, of His willingness to come to earth. God in flesh coming to earth. This little piece of bread. Now I'm going to point to this little piece of bread because if you open the juice first, you you're going to be in trouble. Amen. I'm flip it over here when we get to that and we're open it up on the bottom side so this is like the bottom side but open that that's where you get your bread. They told me you to help that out from the system. They don't juice all over the carpet the top. But that bread, that little piece of bread right that the bread represents that broken body. The body of Christ who came, lived a perfect life, lived a sinless life was the lamb that was slain you and for me, those who've accepted that sacrifice and we've realized that this bread, it means everything to us. I want to say it's Christmas.
3: Emmanuel. God with us.
2: This bread, the body of Christ. And what we're seeing here is not Jesus walking on the water. We're not seeing Him teaching. It doesn't represent His teachings at this time. It represents Him offered to bring bread up this, this morning we were going to have bread and we are going to have that cut and all this. And I told him I was and my pie talking on Sunday morning and tell him I needed it. And I almost did. <laughs> he told me he could do things to me. I did do that. So, um, but I did. But, but it's a beautiful thing that watch his bread. It's broken and it comes. Jesus was broken that day. Not a bone was broken. Oh, he died. He was broken by sin. He wasn't broken by his sin. He was broken because of my sin and because of your sin. it let's soak in just every time I come to Easter, I feel so guilty <laughs> because I know He's there because of me. Do you understand? And someone has to pay for our sins, right? Now you can pay for your sins, but it isn't any well for you to you do that. I was having a conversation with a young man just recently, and he's struggling about becoming a Christian, and I said, Well, you can pay for your sins if you want to, but you'll do it for eternity's sake. You'll do it for eternity. You'll pay for your sin over and over and over again. Now some of us are paying for our consequences of sins that we've committed. Yeah, you know, we're forgiven of our sins, but not of the consequences of sin. Some of you are still reaping what you sowed in the past. Amen? But God paid you, paid for your eternal punishment. He's forgiven you so
1: that one day when you stand before God because of His broken body, you can say, somebody
2: paid for me. And so, when we take of the price that was paid for that sin, for that for piece of bread. 1 Corinthians 15, 3, verse 4 says this For I, for I delivered you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day, according to Scriptures. As born again believers, this is his gospel message, is that someone paid the price for my sin. And this bread that we are one to take up represents the body that did that for us. Why did he do that? Because we have a sin problem. All we are like sheep. We've gone astray. We've turned. Everyone to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's Isaiah 57. That's Old Testament, God. We need to understand that Jesus, that this, all our sins were placed on Him. And in 1 Peter 2, verse 24, it says, who Himself bore our sins in His own body on the tree that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness by whose stripes. You would hear Folks, the bread represents Jesus dying for our sins. And I thank God for that I thank God that He took my sin away I'm thankful today that, that, that those sins that i committed in the past, that, I, that I'm competing, doing right now. I, I'll just tell you this. My wife is in Charleston this weekend. And talking about meals, food, my, my consciousness, when it's time to hell health game, I've had pizza. Chicken wings. i a lot of chicken wings. I feel like I've seen it. And she's going to watch this. And she's going to come in and, and get me. And, and some of y'all are going to tell her in the And it's uh, You know what I'm saying? We all fall short of the glory of God. Amen. Some of us just like to eat a lot. Amen. That's me. Folks, I love meals. Amen. You know when I eat a meal, you know what I'm doing? I'm thinking of the next meal. Dad said that made me burn I mean, it. he did the same thing. I'm always thinking of the next meal. I always want to know what's coming next. Amen? So, when they said, when kids said, I want you to do the Lord's Supper, I said, Good, I like you. I'm there. I can do this. But, folks, we need to realize that this meal right here is a substitution. Paid the debt that we could not pay. I love this verse. This is one of my favorite verses in Romans 5.8. That God demonstrated his own love to us, toward us. And that while we were still sinners, guess what? Christ died for us. Let that verse up in. He demonstrated his own love toward us, and even though we we're still sinners. Christ died for us. He gave His body into the hands of wicked men and He bore on His body the sins of the world. Not only should we look back, but we should look forward. We should look ahead. Shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Y'all remember Moses thinking and looked upon God? Do you know one day we'll be able to look upon God? And we will be like his son. of all these things that are taking my friends away from me. And family. Can I just say that None of us are worthy to partake of this meal? Only by the grace of God are we invited to partake of this meal? Only because we, the blood and the body and the sacrifice of Jesus, and we place our faith in Jesus' name, and because of the grace that He's bestowed upon us, can we even get around the table? So, but it's not talking about us as worthy, He's talking about partaking of it in the word. Because it says, But let a man, verse 28, But let a man, verse examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and are and sick among ye and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Do you understand what Paul is telling us as ordinary believers? The Lord's Supper is a time that you live within yourself. This is a time that you judge yourself. Amen? I won't say amen. Because a lot of us love judging other people. Amen? We spend a good amount of our time judging this person, this person, this person, this person. We love judging other people. But this time, God is telling you, and, and I don't know. I don't think God's happy with your judgment causes most of the time. But it is happening when you judge yourself
3: spiritual
2: mirror and look square at yourself. Michael Jackson once sung a song. The man in the mirror. The person in the mirror. You have to deal with the person in the mirror. Are there any sins in your life right now that is interfering with your fellowship with God? Notice what I just said. I use this very important word, fellowship. I'm not talking relationship here. If you're a child of God, God saves you, you're saved for eternity's sake. Only thing sin does is interfere with your fellowship with Him. But that's important. That's important because it's so important that when you, when, when you, Front your sin, guess what God does? He disciplines you. Don't raise your hand. Well, how many of you have ever been disciplined by God? I have. I'll be the first one to raise my hand. I've been disciplined. Guess what? I know I'm a child of the king. Amen. I knew I was my parents' uh, child
1: because they're the only ones who've ever
2: spanked me, except for a few principles. I had to go it. a club. Because we were going to Some of us play school sometimes.
3: Back then, the principal used to spank kids. Y'all remember that? I'm not going to have to raise your hand if you guys spanked.
2: Okay? Because I'm not much of that. You probably have to break your hand on that. But they loved me enough to do something. Y'all hear what I'm going to say. They loved me enough to do something. Guess what? God loves you enough that he will discipline you. But you don't have to be disciplined by God. God is saying, look in the mirror. You have this opportunity. We do this at this church every fifth Sunday. Y'all know what that means? Every fifth Sunday means if a month has five Sundays in it, guess what we do? We have the Lord's Supper.
1: That's the time that we come as a corporate group and we look at it. And we individually look
2: within ourselves to see are we on the right track? Is there something in your life that is hindering your fellowship with God? And if it is, this is the time. This is the place. This is the time you confront it. You confess. You place it and you give it to God. And you, and you turn it over to Him. I'm getting a little ahead of myself but it's blending together. But this is so important, guys, that you look and he'll clean you of all unrighteousness. And I'm thankful that when this was written, it was written to the church. is written to you and to me. The church at heart was neglecting to examine themselves and they were born into looking at other people. And God said, no, I didn't ask you to look at other people. Look at yourself. Judge yourself. Finally, we should look around. Look at verse thirty-three and thirty-four. I don't think I've read, read, read these verses around that. It says, "Therefore, my brother, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment. And the rest I will set in order when I come." Folks, the Lord's supper is a family name. We are spiritual, we're a spiritual family, amen. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. I can call the men brothers, and I can call the ladies sisters, and I am biblically correct. Because we are children of the King of Kings, amen. I can call you brothers, we are maybe not blood brothers, we're not about blood siblings, but we are spiritual. Brothers, and we're spiritual brothers and sisters. And guess what? God wants us to come together. You have three of us today. And I said, we can do this. But the Bible says if two or three are gathered And what? His name. Guess who shows up? God shows up. It's important that we do this as a family. You've got to do this as a family because we're the ones who are being encouraged by this. So, it's not something that he wants us uh, to do alone. Father, strangers, is a very important time in this history. You're making some of the very important decisions this month. You're leading uh, the nominate committee today. Next week, we've got other, other votes that you're going to have. It is important that you have a good fellowship with God, with the Father. When you're making decisions like this, I don't think it's an accident that God has brought us to this point that He's coming to you and saying, I need you to be right with me. He wants you to look within yourselves. You know, the Lord's Supper, when it comes to the Poplar Springs vision, you don't do the Lord's Supper, and you're not obedient to the Lord's Supper, it is impossible to connect that word like you should. It's impossible to connect anywhere with each other. And it's also impossible to go out, because they'll just you as hypocrites if you're not about God. If you're carrying around your sin in your life, and you're, you're, you love your sin more than you love God, then you really can't connect outward with God like He wants you to. And you really can't connect inward because you're, you're, you're sort of hiding something from everybody else. And God is saying to us today, for this church in your team, it's important that each individual member of the church, every brother, every sister in Christ, should check themselves as we come together as a family meal and then make sure. You're right with him because he paid a high price for you. We're going to have a time right where we're going to have an invitation. I don't know if I want to So He Okay, can you stop? I didn't want to introduce so. I want music because I don't want to it, sit in here and just hear silence because that's what gets people uncomfortable. So, do we mind just, you can just start playing right now and then we will But what I want us to do is I want you to take that spiritual mirror that we were talking about. I don't want you to look around at other people today. I want you to look at yourself. And I want you to ask God anything. There's one question. God, is there anything in my life right now that is interfering with my fellowship with you? Go ahead and begin to pray. I want you to pray that that God says if there's anything that is in my life that is interfering with our fellowship with you, if there's any sin or anything that's contrary to your word and to your purpose, I confess it to you today. And I ask you to forgive me of that. Some of you might want to come to this altar
3: and pray. It might be more meaningful.
2: But you can do it right where you're at. But this is important. This moment in this church's life that we come with purity and holiness to God and protect this meal. Let's pray together. And said, This is my blood, which was shed for you. And according to law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. But if you walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. y'all know the rest of the story. He went and was crucified for our sins at that time. I hope you've taken this serious today. Um, y'all know I'm a fun one kind of got out of that fun. But sometimes you've got to make sure you do uh, the serious things. And this is the Lord's Supper; it's not something we joke around about. Thank you for participating in this. It's not now coming closes out with a song and whatever it wants to